And welcome back to another exciting Justin Fields-focused episode of Box Seats, where I'm going to let Sid just uh, talk for an hour. Really, I'm just doing the intro, hanging out, me having a beer in the background, but really this is just uh, this is like a one-man show on Broadway for Sid, so I'm excited. Low effort for me. Uh, I'm your host-slash-co-host, depends on who you ask, Chase Carnahan, with my good friend, executive producer, and uh, merchandise salesman, Sid Conker. How you doing, bud? This is the uh, best thing to happen to the Chicago Bears since Sid Luckman came back from the war alive. <laughs> I mean, really, this is... If, if Justin Fields... I mean, I'm, I'm feeling good about the next world war when Justin Fields at the helm of this franchise. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Question. A quick, quick little side note. Uh, where does Sid Luckman rank... As far as uh, soldiers, yeah, as I say, as far as like you know, like total athlete, pro athlete, soldiers. uh, What's his kill counts? I mean, his KD. I mean, honestly, it's infinite KD, obviously. But uh, yeah, where where do you think he ranks among other pro athlete soldiers? Uh, Didn't um, wait, who else? Not Terry Bradshaw. uh, Who else? Terry Bradshaw. Staubach. 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 What? Oh, Stab. Isn't Staubach too young for that? I think he's. I think he's. In a war, or at least, or at least serving some time. <laughs> he may he may have gone to Nam. Um, no, Sid Luckman's up there for sure. I'm sure some of those baseball guys were fucking insane. Oh yeah, but uh, Sid Luckman's up there. I would say this this is right up there with Luckman coming back alive from the war and George House paying a hooker hundred dollars for the team. Um. Yeah, no, this is this is right up there. Also, also, um, also the Ty, dynamic also Ty, of this also Ty Cobb, for the, for the record, probably the best uh, athlete soldier. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I want to know how many Google searches it took you to get to that answer. Just one. That's just a good one, that's one. A, that's Joe a good Maggio. Answer. Um, Anyways, Randall Cobb's great uncle, actually. Mm-hmm. The um, dynamic of this podcast has changed drastically because. My quarterback six three and runs a four four. Is he really six three uh, though? He's six three. Okay. I right. I I can vouch for him being six three. I've I've been I've seen every angle of his body on the internet oh my. in the last two weeks. Yeah. That's what I've been up to. Um, <laughs> so speaking speaking of uh, so, very deep internet searches, uh... <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm frankly, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for you. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm feeling like I'm really. I mean, you should be in the PFT commenter lane where it's like, I. It would be really fun if he was good, even though I would hate to hear you uh, talk about that. I think the rest of the NFL should just be happy. Is, is it still kind of like the Knicks where it's like, oh, if the Bears are good, it's like good for the league, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Everyone, exactly. Everyone's like kind of rooting for the Bears to kind of be good. Yeah, it's like um, I feel like I would compare it to like the Washington football team Careful. getting an actual star if they didn't have the least likable owner of all time. You know, it's you I like, think it's in a similar similar you, boat. Mm, true. Uh, are we sure he's not? Well, are you saying active or just all time? I mean, Donald Sterling, I think, probably is pretty up there. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think. Uh, <laughs> you, want, you want to retract that a little bit? You want to you want to walk that back a little bit? Yeah, that was an exaggerated statement. <laughs> Do not quote that, aggregators, please. Yeah. But I no, do not. Yeah, well, yeah, all right. So, so just a general question. So, what are like the top, like three reasons you're excited about Justin Fields? Long ball, you can mm-hmm. fucking toss it. Mm-hmm. It's like the antithesis of Mitch, right? And I mean, he is the antithesis of Mitch, really on paper. But um, the things I think Bears fans are excited about, you know, the Mitch thing is so recent. That was four years ago. It's so hard not to compare. And contrast that pick with this pick. But, I mean, the long ball is fan- just amazing. Um, his athletic ability. I mean, I, I know he really doesn't even use it um, as much as he should. Or in college as much as he could have. I mean, he could have been running all over teams. But mm-hmm. um, he just has that personality of, like, getting that touchdown and tossing it first before I mean, I mean, getting through his reads. Which... The stuff online about him not getting through his reads is bullshit. I mean, he could be better, but he does. It's, it's o- not like it's, he's it's overblown. I agree. I mean, it's yeah, like it's Ohio not like State he's going Bias from and Haskins. Was yeah, just, Haskins and Barrett were just both like so bad, like never had a chance of really making. And it. that's part of the offense too. But like, it's not like he wasn't going from read one to two, three, four, five. Like, <laughs> they're Ohio State, and every one is open a lot of the time. Um, but he can get to two and three, and he doesn't run very often. I think he's gonna he's gonna need to get better, just like moving around in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but three, just fucking the fact that he's actually pay- played in big games is so huge. Like I've seen, like at times, um, you know, with rookie quarterbacks and a lot of, I mean, Mitch, you can, you even saw this with Sam Darnold at times over the last four years, like the. Like it feels too big for them, mm-hmm. and I I think there's a zero percent chance, as close to a zero percent chance as you're gonna get with Justin Fields. Like you saw Deshaun Watson play at Clemson, mm-hmm. um, and do what he did to Bama, and you knew like, all right, this guy's not gonna be too scared uh, at any point. And knowing that about Justin Fields, with like the the floor is so high because he has that the moment's not going to be too big for him, and he's one of the most athletically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL right now. As soon as he got drafted, he became top five most athletic quarterbacks in the NFL, if not top two or three. So, I mean, given those two things, like this guy's not going to be bad. How good can he be? And that'll fall a lot. And I think as I've gotten. I started to appreciate more and more like the amount of coaching it requires to become a good quarterback in the NFL. So, um, I mean, obviously I'm not feeling great about that. I don't know how good Matt Nagy is at that as much. I don't know why he has a reputation of being that. Um, I mean, buddy coached fucking Nick Foles and Alex Smith. That was, I mean, he hasn't been around a ton then of then had Mahomes fall into his lap. Except. Which he didn't even coach. That year was Mahomes was on the fucking bench. Right. I mean, um, I mean, still coached him, though. Still coached him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not giving Matt Nagy credit for any credit for Pat Mahomes. But, uh, yeah, no, I think just how physically gifted he is is so fucking exciting. Like, I've seen so much content out there. The, the Bears have never had a player like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's, like, the perfect guy... I mean, Trevor Lawrence is what he is, but 
any other pick the Bears would have made, um, even if it was going up to two to get Zach Wilson, they would have given up a shit ton of picks, but let's just say they had gotten Zach Wilson for a reasonable price. Like, I don't think anyone bodes as much confidence as Justin Fields does. Like, he's done, he's so accomplished. I think you, I don't know if you could have followed up that Mitch pick with, Oh, here's a guy from BYU you found. Like, what, dude? <laughs> Who also has, like, what limited you... starting experience. And, yeah, uh, what are you doing? A lot of the same red flags. Like, I mean, I'll, we'll, we'll, say, we'll, I mean we'll save um, the other uh, QB talk for a little bit later. Because I do want to stay on the Justin Fields thing a little bit longer. Um, but, I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, I love the, Bear, the way the Bears just went about it. It was very smart. Like, I mean, traded up, you know. Not giving up too much assets, but giving up first rounder next year will be tough. Um, That's nothing. I mean, the first rounders. I agree with you. The first rounders next year are especially valuable I mean, it's, too. Because it's you're only valuable have more if, if there's info. like a twenty percent chance you end up being in the top ten. I mean, and there's only right. a handful of teams that. <clears throat> sorry, well, I mean, obviously two handfuls, literally teams that can do that a little bit more. Um, but still, I mean, I agree. I mean. The Bears is probably going to hover around, you know, where it was this year, the you know, the 16 to 20 range. Uh, you expect a little bit of improvements. I mean, because even if it is Dalton starting the first couple of weeks, I mean, that's still a significant improvement over what was ha- what they had last year on two different fronts. Yeah, the correction there is if Justin Fields starts, that's the 32nd pick. So you don't. That, I mean, it's damn near. A second round. <laughs> Um, Guaranteed Super it, Bowl if he plays 13 games. The, the execution <laughs> was amazing. Like, okay, so I'll and, tell and you the, this. And, and the Tevin Jenkins pick, I will respect. I mean, yeah, he, he got I a mean, lot of talk. As, I mean, as, like, he's like every other player, you know. As long as you have one defining trait that makes you, that makes you stand out, I will believe in you at the pro level. And his power right. and the way he absolutely moves dudes at the line of scrimmage as a tackle is really fucking impressive. Yeah, he's insane. I mean, he's built for the NFL. The we, we could have a separate conversation about Ryan Pace's inability to fucking sit and wait and be patient. <laughs> um, he's negotiating against himself, even in the draft. He can't, yeah, he can't help like, so but funny. like the, you cannot. I mean, it's almost a bad sign how well received this draft is because like mm-hmm. no one knows anything. So the fact that everyone thinks the Bears had an amazing draft is probably a bad sign. Yeah, but they were able to get guys that they shouldn't have been able to get like Tevin mm-hmm. Jenkins at being there at 39 is ridiculous like right, right. he was touted as a top 20 top 30 pick by almost everyone mm-hmm. um I mean I think if you start an NFL draft like think the the pessimism and the just the city it, it was like Gotham here in Chicago <laughs> on the Bears with Ryan Pace Matt Nagy the anger and the sadness and the frustration and they got a you know a lot of people had him as the right tackle, but coming out of this draft, they pretty much declared we have our future franchise quarterback and we have a left tackle for 10 years. I mean, if you can come out of a draft saying that and you actually pull it off and make the city feel like, okay, I think they may have. Because I'll tell you this, most of when Mitch was drafted, the feeling was not that. I, I, I think it was... Not that people are not predicting he was going to go the way he was, but, like, I mean, he definitely didn't inspire as much confidence as Justin fucking feels. Like, this city is, like, and part of that might have to do with the fact that he's a Big Ten player and a lot of Chicago's familiar with him, but there's so much more excitement, and I, I can't believe Ryan Pace actually did it that, 
that damn genius dude. He, <laughs> he kept his job for three more years because now he has to. He got the fans on his side and he got ownership on his side because ownership can't fire him because you just let's see if his quarterback is good. And the fans got like the most one of the most electric players out of college. It's. I mean, it's. It, it, I mean, I agree. It, it was honestly a masterclass in keeping your job. <laughs> Like giving away future picks that don't yeah, affect yeah, you yeah. nearly as much, just to get something that will both be a popular pick, even if there are some question marks. And you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I think Fields obviously deserves to go a lot sooner than that. I understand the hesitancies by the rest of the league, um, but I personally don't see a way he fails. I mean, it, it really pains me to say because I truly do hope he fails. A, I mean, not like. For his sake, but a little bit more just for the dynamic here. I mean, I just it would be a little satisfying. Yeah, so I, I, the I, thing, don't want, I don't wish for it that much though. That's borderline cruel. I'll be honest. My initial reaction was, "Why the fuck would you?" Like as soon as they trade up, I'm like, "No!" <laughs> just the horror. Mac Jones. It, Mac Jones. Uh, again, again, <laughs> just the despair and frustration um, in bare hands. Like, I had zero confidence in Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy to do anything smart at the quarterback position. And I didn't – I think a lot of Bears fans wanted them out of the building. Even me partially wanted them out of the building at the end of last year. So I didn't want them to make another decision. The Bears, like, had me at a point where I was like, please just stop doing things. Like, I don't want to be hurt. Just I would rather you just not do anything. Just stop being a franchise. Just – just, just play with Andy Dalton and let's just be mediocre. Yeah, like, let's, I can't let's, let's get draft my hopes like up. five defensive players, get tackled. Yeah, and get. <laughs> I cannot get my hopes up. Like I was fine with like if they they could have rehired John Fox and I would have been like, okay, that's cool. I'm, the, I'm chill with that. Does the Bears O line concern you? Uh, I mean, honestly, like losing Leno is like not a big deal. Replacing him with, with you know uh, Wilkins, even if you know it's not an immediate improvement this year. Um, but the rest of the O line. There are some question marks, correct? Yeah. So the interior O-line isn't bad because um, you're probably going to play Cody White here at one of the guard positions, which he's better at uh, than at center because he's not a natural center. And then you have Sam Mustafer at center who played really well last year with injuries. And you have James Daniels uh, out of Iowa from a few years ago at the other guard position. So the interior is strong. I would have preferred that they kept Leno for another year because playing left tackle in the NFL is very difficult, mm-hmm. um, especially for a rookie. So I would have, I mean, almost with the Andy Dalton covering Justin Fields situation, I would have liked to have seen Charles Leno at the left tackle position for another year. Um, but I, I mean, I guess if you really believe in this Jenkins guy to be your left tackle, if that's how they scouted him, what's the point of paying Charles Leno $7 million a year and this Jenkins getting used to right tackle. Right. Uh, yeah, major I think that's question. part of the strategy, though. I mean, because they were the Bears did have the worst cap situation heading into the draft too. So that was and that was a necessary move to be made because they were essentially over the cap before that move. Yeah, I mean, but then you think about like, okay, you paid Andy Dalton ten mil, and I think about okay, you had to cut Kyle Fuller to pay Andy Dalton. Dalton, I mean, Kyle Fuller is a way better player, I guess. I get that the position's more important, but that's kind of yeah. silly. And last year, you traded a fourth-round pick to pay Nick Foles $18 million a year. 
Like, come on. Like, I mean, you yeah. did that. To, I mean, it's bad, but... At least moving forward, I mean, if Fields, like, is, like, a passable... I mean, even if he has, like, a Tua-like season where it's, like, there's struggles, but, like, there's promise, and maybe he doesn't have enough weapons around him, you know, like, that's still fine. That, at that point, you don't have to waste all this money paying, like, to get a top-tier backup quarterback, essentially. <laughs> Which is nice. And you're, yeah. and then and then your starters on rookie deal, everything becomes simpler, like... That's probably my only hesitation when it comes to giving the first rounder next year, because next year is the first year where you start having a little cap, cap flexibility, like you can start actually like, truly, truly building. You actually get to scout. You get to scout the players because exactly. this year they didn't get to really scout. Yeah. Also, it's, it's also a good point you bring up because that was very strange they get, that were they're so willing to give the first rounder next year because um, there was I think there was a story that uh, I think Schefter put this out. Like there's just a general feeling around the league that like. First rounders next year are being treated like gold because it's the first true assessment yeah. year after all the co- after everything COVID. So it's so a very interesting move, and he probably didn't have to give up that much. <laughs> I mean, you go shaking mean, some stuff. I think I time, think still I think they played it really well because I I they sound like they started looking up at eight, and getting from twenty to eight would have cost even more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, two, two, more, fa- two more seconds, probably. The fact probably. that eight, yeah. I cannot believe Carolina and Denver both passed on Justin Fields. Um, I mean, I get, I get why Carolina didn't. Um, I mean, the guy. I mean, I think, I think Warren's best corner. I think he's the best corner in the yeah, draft. Yeah, like, yeah, I, don't think, I, I think sure. people, anyone who like overplayed that pick and just like, oh yeah, no, Sertan's like guaranteed the best. It's like, not really. I mean, situational. I mean, depends what, what you're looking for. I mean. I think Rule's trying to instill more physical defense, and that's what Horn is. He's like, you know, like he's a Sherman type. He's super long armed, physical, like good open field tackler. While Sertan's more of like, you know, your speedy, uh, I think measurables. He's a decent amount. He's a little bit smaller than Horn. Um, but yeah, he's not necessarily a press corner, more of a zone corner. So people don't really think about those things, like scheme wise, going into a draft. There's like, oh no, like this guy's like the best, like guaranteed. Like no matter what, you just pick him and make it work. I don't think that's necessarily always the case. Yeah, corner is also a position. I mean, there's very few generational guys that don't matter, but it's a position that, like, schematically you may prefer one over the other. Right. So, um, I mean, if, if Brandon Browner can go from being essentially playing CFL for four years to getting, like, six picks his rookie year, I think a yeah. good amount of that you can chalk up to uh, posi- uh, well, both, both what the coach prefers and what the scheme is. Yeah, yeah, especially about Hawks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've been watching a lot of documentaries about that team lately. It's been good. Damn, that's sad. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it honestly is a little bit, but uh... I'm straight in the present of the future. <clears throat> but um, that night was really tough for me because a lot of fear overwhelmed me. I didn't want to get excited and disappointed. But now I'm like. I was very, I mean, I got very high, and now I'm, like, cooling down a little bit. Still, like, you know, um, in a defensive position because I don't want to be hurt. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm pretty hyped. I think, I think I send it, man. I think you just have, I think I should fully embrace it. I mean, I, I know I do the whole hedge your happiness thing. I'm on my bets. But uh, I think as a whole, like, what's the point of being a sports fan if you can't, you know, get irrationally excited about something that's even logically you don't believe in, you know? I mean, we were ready. Like, I well, was I mean, going to give Ryan Pace. Yeah, I mean, that, everyone got yeah. reaction, like, you know what? It's like, fuck it. We don't like the pick. I, I was ready to be excited. Like, you be- have to I- try. 
I was ready to be excited about a Russ trade, right? And we were going to give up three first-round picks. It was, it was, it was, okay. it was, it was more. I'm telling yeah. you, my, my, so first, my, like, first, my five first-rounders actually was the exact correct asking price. Anything less than that, the Hawks wouldn't do it. The Yeah, I mean, if, if Russ really was not going to play for them again, then, yeah, I think they would have had to have taken less potentially, but who knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we were ready to give up three, and this, this, this took two first-round picks, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. I think two first-round picks for a 20-year-old that you think can be a superstar – three, four first-round picks for a 30-year-old that you know is a superstar. I mean, that's just a game. I don't think that's unreasonable to pay at all mm-hmm. unless you want to be bad enough to get into the top three. I think this is a top three uh, pick caliber quarterback. Maybe I'm biased, but I, I mean, I think even objectively, I, I think a lot of people have that take, and we didn't have to pay the price of having a 2-14 and 14 season or give up three first-round picks to get up there and get that guy. I think it was uh, a good that, deal. That's a pretty good spin zone in, in your own head. I gotta, I gotta applaud you for that one. If I grade him there, then I think it's, it's a great value. But no, I, I think I, a I, lot of people had him at QB too. I'm, I'm also I'm giving you shit mostly, but uh, no. Well, this is actually a great segue because Sid, I want to ask you for your ranking of the uh, of the five QBs taken in the first rounds. Uh, I mean, Justin Fields, all five. <laughs> Not even worth mentioning the rest. Trevor Lawrence, never heard of Yo, him. So I, have, I, I think I'm actually well-situated to do this because after that pick, I spent like a whole week just watching. I didn't watch a lot of Trevor Lawrence stuff because and like, I know. It's unnecessary. Yeah, I get I it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I watch um, football. I, I can see a good player when I see one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, also, like, yeah, like. His hair gets me feeling some type of way, and I don't need that midday, you know? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, yeah, especially when we're wearing from home. I need sweatpants. I mean, uh, things can get a little dicey. You're just walking around, yeah, yeah, walking around pitch, uh, with a pitch tent. I agree. Yeah. But Justin feels without a shirt on, also. <laughs> I mean, people are saying. Um, Zach Wilson is hideous, also. I should I should put that out Dude, there. Dude, this guy, oh my god. I can't tell you why, just, but I hate Zach Wilson. Every, he's the most, I, he's the most overrated prospect in the history of pro sports. No, the, I, the I, I despise this guy. The fact that he looks like that does not help. The fact that he looks like that, he's so hateable. I mean, he doesn't. He, you know oh, how they how they had like the uh, the, the messages, uh, you know, the, the social justice messages on the back of jerseys in the NBA. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think uh, Zach Wilson is the kind of guy who would put like a white nationalist or white supremacist like uh, term Oof, on the back yeah, of his. Yeah. On the back. I mean, he is he is he's, very he's, rural. And like very, blue, like uh, he would if he had the choice, he would go like Blue Lives Matter on the back of his jersey instead of his last name. He's like, hey man, Mac Jones also more about has the some cause. Questionable. <laughs> Mac Jones also has some questionable, uh, yeah, his uh, political history. But <clears throat> anyway, um, I, give me give me your legit top five though. Give me your give me your real top five. I mean, I mean, if you if you if you go fields like one or two, I'll just chalk it up to well, it two would be fair, honestly. But uh, I I just, see, I'm gonna go. Just give it to me. Oh man, if you I think if you told me objectively before the draft, and I hadn't done as much research. I would have gone two fields just because of his experience. But now maybe I'm doing it just because he's a Chicago Bear. But Lawrence is at one, obviously, because he can make he can get through all of his reads. He does have wheels. Um incredibly accurate, has played in the biggest moments, right? Like the amount of like the 
the leadership qualities he has and how accurate he is with the football. Like you can't, I don't think you can coach that. And especially after seeing Mitch up close, I don't know if you can coach that type of accuracy anymore. I don't know if it's possible. Like I think it's either I, there or it's not. I think it's me. Yeah. I think it's something you just got to work on. Like, I think it's a combination just quickly, just a combination of confidence in yourself uh, to know you can get there. Like guys like Josh Allen, like the reason he worked out is he has like supreme otherworldly confidence in himself. And that's what and that's what allows you to improve while you're doing all these insane amount of reps in the offseason. Like that's I mean, fair. it's not I think, Mitch. Like Mitch, I don't think I'm not sure if it's just us looking into it too much from afar, but like he never seemed like he believed in himself. It was always like the hyper yeah, humble, yeah. like a little, a little insecure where it's like, Oh yeah, this is like a little endearing, but like not what, I, not what I want right not what I want out of a QB though. Yeah. So he's like, I know I suck. I, mean, I think but. you can <laughs> I think you can you can say the right things and still have that fuck you attitude, and he didn't have that. But yeah, agreed. Yeah. Not to compare. I, I think you're probably right. Like, if Trevor Lawrence came out and he wasn't one of the most accurate quarterbacks in college football history and you still knew, like, okay, this guy has succeeded at every level, maybe you thought that you'd have to teach him that and you could, but mm-hmm. you're not going to have to because the guy's incredibly right. accurate. Yeah, I, 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 I have one word for Trevor. every single throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good well, very, very true, but yeah, I mean, honestly, he's watching some tape from uh, Lawrence in, uh, coming out of high school when he did the Elite Eleven. Like, he actually did come a long, long way, and that's and that's what, it's what we want to see. Like, as long as I can see like very noticeable improvements while like still getting the job done, I mean, that's what's so amazing. Like, he, I mean, he legitimately was, I mean, an amazing, you know, very high, you know high IQ, like solid field, very well, physically gifted quarterback coming out of high school, but you know, actually wasn't always there. But once at Clemson, like it, I mean, he turned the Jets on. I mean, produ- production wise, and never looked back. So I, I love him because he's a gamer, yeah. man. Like guys who just get it done. This is this is like the most ultimate yeah, like exactly. football analysis ever. Like I just like guys who get it done. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I I think more so recently. Like I agree. Like I think getting a guy that's a proven winner and has been at the biggest stages of like every level they've played at is huge. So that's kind of like leads me to my next rant. So Justin Fields is that two for me. Like, obviously mm-hmm. I think his only, the few weaknesses he has is like, okay, yeah, he does sometimes like to see his guy open and wait a second too long. But I think some of that has to come with the fact that he had the luxury of being able to do that. At Ohio state. They were so much better than every, almost everyone they were right. playing. It's, it's, it's same thing that people always say about like Bama quarterbacks is like, oh, you can't really evaluate them truly because someone's always open. You just chuck it deep, forty yards downfield, and someone's coming down with it. It's like, it's a little bit of a re- reductive take. Um, yeah, it, and not really. It's just basically saying, like, oh yeah, like I'm not even gonna truly evaluate this person because I just think they had it too good. But it's a very Justin lazy way Fields, of evaluating. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of tape on Justin Fields of him seeing guys open too, and he has. A, incredible arm that he's able to fucking get it there quick Mm -hmm. um one thing that's probably not gonna improve like i i think we're over that phase of football where we're trying to like redo mechanics because the guy i mean people are gonna throw the ball how they're gonna throw the ball his his toss is a little bit slower than someone like trevor lawrence but he's got a rocket and uh i think he can make reads quick enough where it won't matter the Another thing he can get a little bit better at is just like moving around the pocket. He mm-hmm. he can run, but he doesn't do a great yeah, job. Yeah, like of pocket awareness. Like, po- all right, can I, yeah. can, I, can I you know dodge back like a Take yard, a yard step, and a half? Yeah, yeah or just up in the pocket yeah. and shit like that. I agree. But yeah. 
even then, like, he has tape where he literally steps into a throw. There was, I think there was the one toss to, um, when they were just hammering Clemson, there was a deep toss up the left where he takes a step to the left and up. And one step he takes... Essentially goes diagonally, he gets, yeah. Yeah, he, he takes one step to avoid the defensive tackle in his face while also stepping into his throw. Wow. And, like... I mean, that's just deadly. Like, that's, like, the type of shit you have to be able to do in the NFL. Like, Tom Brady doesn't get sacked because he can't fucking move, but he takes these little steps that, like, avoids hundreds and hundreds of sacks over the course of a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think he's too... I understand Zach Wilson. He can throw on the move plenty. I think I'm out on Trey Lance. I would have Trey Lance at five after Mac Jones because Mac Jones can make every fu- that I mean he is like right there with Trevor Lawrence, if not better, as far as the combination of playing quarterback in that traditional sense of getting through your reads and being accurate and seeing guys open. Right. Trey Lance I think I'm just super out on because I mean he's physically gifted, but like I'm not gonna put him at two or three speculating on what he can become with Kyle Shanahan. And I think he's in a great situation with Kyle Shanahan, but like mm-hmm. he's just not, <clears throat> I don't, I, I, I think the level of competition you play matters a ton. And he's played 17 games or whatnot, one season at that competition. Right. I don't know if you can. On, a, or, yeah. on, on an already very stacked roster, uh, <laughs> relative to this competition. Yeah. Right. I know, like, State is like an absolute powerhouse in the uh, FCS. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you might as well. That's like Clemson on steroids and <laughs> yeah, exactly like, playing against a couple more. like uh, high school JV players. Yeah, I, 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 those, those are some pretty solid rankings, uh, and I think we'll have a little bit of dissension between us. Um, so, obviously, my thoughts on Trevor Lawrence have been known uh, for a very long time, and there's no real doubting him. My only doubt is uh, maybe maybe to take some reps away from him. Uh, I mean. How could, you, how could you not? The man's electric. He went. I said, remember, you went. You went a playoff game, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> on a very difficult, on a very difficult to make eight yard slant. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, no. I mean, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the guy. There's no, there's no doubting about it. And I, and even though I, I, I like Fields a lot, and probably think he probably has the third highest ceiling of any of those three, any of those five guys. Um, I still just think it's it's Trevor and then everyone else. Uh, number two, I actually am going to go with Trey Lance. <laughs> I'm kind of fading myself because I had very dumb monkey brain watching. I remember watching live his um, the one game he played. Because remember they, they set up one game this year, yes, just yes, for yes, him yes. to have uh, that be able to show out essentially. And he did terrible, like fifty percent completion percentage, two picks, like. Was overthrowing guys left and right, just like looking absolutely horrible. But when I see him, like this is essentially like, I'm just saying, just praying that ends up being a Josh Allen situation. But when you see him and all the traits, it's just like fuck, man. Like some of the throws he does make whenever he's accurate are just like the nicest touch. Like in such a catchable position for the receivers, and like hits him in stride. Either that, or he throws ten yards, ten yards like over their heads, pretty much. Um, and just his physicality running, like, there's a part of me that is, like, more impressed with his running than Cam Newton in college. Like, 
And that was really? electric. I mean, his highlight. I mean, his he highlight. Was, he it's was so hard to compare. In the when, yeah, I know, I know. It's it's so hard to compare, but just like the way you see him run and like just shut off tackles, like yeah, it's nothing, physical. bro. Like it's it's like he puts himself puts like a whole jar of Vaseline all over his uniform before he hops out there. Like guys just do not bring him down or ever get a good, good good hand on him. Wait, he was in the lingerie football league. Uh. They, I heard they offered him a contract way more than he got in the NFL, but uh, turn turn it down. I don't know. It could be some pretty shady things. And, you know, not, not, not speculating on anything, Kyle Shanahan. Put, put but va- put uh, put Vaseline on Trey Lance. You heard it here first. <laughs> this is how you win in the league these days, guys. Vaseline. I'm telling you, it's like the new age stickum. Um, Someone put Vaseline on this guy before I do. Because <laughs> like, frankly, I'm not sure how long I can hold out for. <laughs> The man comes to Seattle twice a year, so I'll, I'll, have plenty, I'll have ample opportunity to do it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think just talent-wise, like I don't, I just can't see him failing. It only because I know that's like my worst nightmare, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Just having like Patty Mahomes part two in my division to destroy my life for the next ten to fifteen years, like that's just how I see it going, and uh, it hurts me inside. But I have to, I have to respect this game, man. Uh, and, then, and then, obviously, I think third, third is Fields. Uh, I mean, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, evaluation-wise, like, if you really take away that bias, both from, like, a race perspective uh, and from the whole Ohio State bias, like, I think, universally, he's, like, a top three, top four grade in the, in the draft from last year. I mean, sorry, this year. So, I mean, you've already gone over the, all the points of why Justin's the guy. Um, but also, I do have a, a very fun comparison, though. That kind of touched back on what we talked about earlier. He, in a weird way, does kind of remind me of Mitch. Stop. I'm serious, dude. I, I, I don't like to say it. Like, I mean, as far as just, like, traits he possesses outside of leadership and uh, being clutch, which is, you know, probably the two things that set him apart from Mitch. I mean, it's a very similar like scout, scouting report, you know. Like Mitch, I mean, had a great arm. He just wasn't super accurate and never had the confidence in himself to let it loose, you know. And if he did, he was just overthrowing guys on like a very wobbly ball. So, I mean, he had a good arm. It was just a matter of zero accuracy and zero confidence, and not seeing the field well at all. Um, which I think Fields is much better in that regard. But I mean, similar measurables, like, uh, very, I mean. Fields is more athletic, but Mitch isn't that far off. Because I will give Mitch credit. I mean, he was, he was fairly electric uh, at being mobile. I think it was in the, the divisional game. No, sorry. The wildcard game. Uh, his first year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge asset of this, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, it just reminded me a lot. And just, you know, like stature-wise, they're almost the... The exact same, but uh, yeah, I mean, going back to the whole gamer thing when it comes to Trevor, when it comes to Justin, that just sets him apart. Like, a guy who wins and a guy who's shown like significant improvements from going from either one offense to another or one year to the next, um, that's what he did. So, I have to give Justin all the credits and for <laughs> actually beating Clemson too. I mean, that was... I don't, I don't understand how he drops that far with all the recent recency bias that we all had from the last time we saw him. I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, losing Alabama is one that, thing, but no one expects him, expects them to win anyways. So That was, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect them to have a chance against Clemson. But then, but then to I, kill Clemson, I mean, obviously, Alabama is whatever, but to kill Clemson, 
Like, like, like the most resounding loss of Lawrence's career. It, it, it was pretty magical stuff. I don't, I don't know, understand like why that like story gets buried all the time. Like we, like, we just don't talk about it enough. And uh, all right, after that, I'm going. I'm going. Mac Jones. I have to like Mac Jones only because it seems like everyone kind of doesn't like him for no reason. Like I, I kind of hated him like for the first few games. It's like oh yeah, this guy's a scrub. You know, backed up to it. There's no way he comes in and just lights the world on fire. That's what he does. Does <laughs> all the course of one season. And, you know, I think the leadership qualities are there. Like all the receivers swear by him, and a lot of people, a lot of his their receivers who are you know in the league now and well respected guys like Cho said said I think it was uh, Rugs who, who said it uh, that he preferred Mac over Tua like very confidently. And I think, yeah, Tua run does run into a little Mitch thing where he's just like, oh, yeah, like, hyper humble. And Mariota, too. He's like, oh, yeah, hyper humble. Like, really really good guy. Stand-up dude. Like, does all these wholesome things. Like, sit at the 50-yard line after his first game, you know. But Tua also, did, Tua also is, like, a, a confidence kind of head case kind of guy. So, I'll, I'll leave that there. But I do I do like Mac a lot, man. Like, his, the way he moves in the pocket is, like, pretty special. Like, that's just kind of a trait you just don't see a lot that's, like, that developed at that age. Um I mean, it's kind of ironic that the like super the uber white pocket passer is the guy who has like the most character problems, <laughs> and like the whole in like this entire draft. I mean, man has like two DUIs and I think another some other charge for some other reason. You have to check me on that. I'm not 100 percent certain about the third one, but I'm pretty sure he has two DUIs. <laughs> no, I mean, there's no getting around it. The guy looks problematic. He does. He does, man. That's, he has. The, he has a very. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna find out about him, but something about him <laughs> is bad. And what's something funny is, I, I is still think bad. Zach Wilson still gives off worse red flags to me, personality-wise. Yeah, <laughs> he's such a weirdo, is. dude. Like, you, did you see him during the draft? Well, also, and by the way, uh, moving on to that, Wilson is, is. I would like to put him at number six behind Mond. <laughs> Because <laughs> I I hate the Zach I hate Zach Wilson I don't I do I do not get what everyone else is seeing. His mechanics are awful. Like I don't understand how we can look at fields and talk shit on his mechanics when Zach Wilson looks like he's playing like fucking I don't know he looks like he's playing crickets half the time, dude. It's so weird how he throws the ball and not in like an attract and not in like an Emma Holmes like. Or uh, like fields where it's like, oh yeah, it's like a little off platform, a little strange. Like I, I do not give me any Zach Wilson Mahomes comparisons ever again. Stop doing that, NFL media. Like I understand he's the most like clean cut looking dude of all time, but he looks like he's texted at least like four sixteen year old girls in the last like year. And yeah, it's tough. And Frank, I mean, only one good season. Dealt with injuries, slight frame. Uh, I mean, the accuracy is like okay, but I'm never like really that wowed about his like in-game throws. I mean, I mean, I mean, like any, I mean, any I, platform. Yeah, I, think I, I, I mean, I agree thing. with that. I see it, but I don't see him having the proper protection in New York <laughs> or or enough weapons. I mean, I don't know. Quick, Corey Davis now or some shit. Like, I don't know, man. I'm super out, and until Joe Douglas proves me, proves me wrong, I'm not believing in this new Jets regime quite yet. And Joe Douglas, I mean, there's a lot of good talk about him throughout the league. Like he seems like a very well-respected guy, and everyone, no one talks bad about him at all for some reason. But 
I don't know, man. I think that I think the I think the Wilson hype just got out of hands, and I still can't comprehend how he got to the second pick. Did he play in a pro style offense? Was that? Uh, good question. I think he op. I know he operated a shotgun like ninety percent of the time at BYU. I don't think. But I couldn't tell. I, don't I couldn't think tell it was you a pro style team. offense. So I mean I I don't know I, I get comes, it like Zach Wilson. We struggled against like Coastal Carolina and all these other teams that were actually decent. Like I'm just not sold, and I just don't like I see what people are talking about, but I don't see like you can't put how, him how, 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 I, how I how I how I see him. <laughs> translate. Kellen Mond is not good. You can't put him behind Kellen Mond. <laughs> well, if, if, I mean if if his, if Wilson's stock rose all because of. <laughs> His pro day throw, where those across his body like seventy yards. Mon did the same thing, but going the opposite way, and did it better. If that's if that's if that's what we got him the number two pick, then why can't the same happen for Kellen Mons? I'm just trying to make a point here about how stupid this whole fucking process is, and how much we fall in love with guys who don't necessarily deserve it. Like Zach Wilson will be the poster boy for that, and I just don't get it. I just don't. I went through all the guys, watched. Plenty on all of them, and I just cannot comprehend how we've gotten to this point where Zach Wilson's the second best QB in the draft, like by far. He has as many, if not more, red flags than all the other guys. I mean, because he looks that way, I don't know if that's a red. I don't know if you could call that a red flag. And he wears a fucking that's headband, like he's fucking Vince McMahon. Like, dude, you're the exact opposite. You went to BYU. You can't rock the. The Jim McMahon fucking headbands? No, you're not allowed to. You're way too white and corny to pull that off. As a white corny Jim guy McMahon myself, also went I can to judge BYU. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fun. I actually forgot about that. But still, you don't party like Jim McMahon. Yeah. I also do not like the guy. Don't know why, but uh, I clearly, I don't think I dislike him as much as you dislike him. So. I just, Maybe it's an irrational thing, uh, just overreaction to the media liking him too much, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I get he's exciting. I get that, but, like, this is, is, is what happens all the time, you know? Essentially, like, one guy works out if it's a certain mold, and then you say, like, all right, like, Patrick Mahomes, okay, like, off-platform thrower, like, throws in different angles, uh, like, very athletically gifted, but... And you say, all right, like, I want a guy like that. Like, let's just find the guy who's as close to that or, like, someone reminds you a little bit of him and you're like, oh, yeah, like, I need to value him the exact same as someone like the player I'm trying to replicate, right? And that's where you get the overvaluing. It's like you just try and put these guys into all these small different buckets when it's, like, on a case-by-case basis. And it just doesn't work, you know? Like, Mac Jones isn't guaranteed to work out in New England just because he's a a white pocket passer with really good footwork, like Tom Brady, like I understand you want to go from, towards that mold, but like we can't. Like our dumb monkey brains, all we want to do is just say like, "Oh yeah, he's the exact same as this guy." When it's always very, very different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Mac Jones, Tom Brady thing needs to relax. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, mean, I still like Mac. I think he's still like at least a serviceable quarterback. Like I think he's, he's just going to be a starter for many years to come, like Kirk Cousins type. And we're just like, yeah, like Mike Jones is like a, like he'll get paid. We can just we can call him in like an average to a slightly above average QB. He'll lose in prime time a lot, and that'll be it. And Bill's gonna retire in like three years, and then we'll probably forget about Mac Jones. Uh, yeah, I, I, 
that there's a whole different conversation to be had about whether Bill's going to retire or yeah, he's true. just going to die <laughs> as the Patriots head coach. It's an, he's he's going to die the next day, like post press conference. Yeah, that that was the he gave his whole life to that as he, when he knew he was passing away, he finally resulted. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tom. You killed Bill Belichick. Nice job, bud. I, I don't even think Tom has a problem with that at this point. <laughs> I ain't good enough saying the offense. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> that's what, that's All what, right. what the goat Tom Brady sounds like. How were the? How do you feel about the Hawks draft? You guys had two picks, one pick, three picks. <laughs> I think we had two going into it, and then we traded back. Yeah, we traded back in the second to get a fourth, I believe, or maybe it's the sixth. Or maybe to get a sixth. I'm not sure. Either way, um, I like the receiver we got, Dwayne Eskridge. Um, I think he, I mean, the Hawks just evaluate guys on a very different scale than everyone else. Because we, we, it feels like every single year we're always reaching for a guy, if you're just, if you're going off of just like media consensus. So Eskridge was like, you know, like third round grade, maybe early four or something like that. So we pick him in the seconds, but he fits what we want to do. Like, if you're essentially saying the, Ra- the Seahawks are going to be running a lot more similar to the Rams offense, now that we have Shane Waldron. Well, we're not going to talk, stop talking about because no one else seems to talk about him. I think it's a great hire. But if, it's, if you're saying, like, all right, you're running the slot, like, we're putting you in motion a lot, like we used to do for Woods uh, or Cooks, you know, we're putting you in motion a lot. So you're going to do a lot of, like, uh, crosses, you know, crosses maybe 20 yards downfield, a little bit of option routes. Uh, I mean, he's undersized, but he's got really good speed, really good breakaway ability. And there's a couple other free agents that we signed that were just, you know, basically. All vertical deep deep threats. There's this one guy from from FSU. Uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, but I actually love him. I could definitely see him being a guy who makes the roster, considering the Hawks are very short receivers outside of Metcalf and Lockett. Um, so I, I like that pick a lot, and I'm I'm pretty I pretty much just trust uh, John and Pete. With my whole heart. To figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, because they're drafting, they're drafting guys they want, and, that's, and I don't care what value you put on it. As long as it's the guys they want and they feel like work for them, I don't care. I trust them. They deserve that trust. Uh, and then Dre Brown was good just because we need some more depth at corner. I think we probably have the, the worst starting corners in the league with like Witherspoon and uh, Reed, probably. Maybe Flowers. I don't know. It's a really bad, it's a really yeah, that's bad tough. corner. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're pretty much going to be the same as last year. Uh, just really bad defense, and then even an even more high-powered offense. Now that our O-line is kind of fixed. And then we got a, uh, a, a right tackle in the sixth, who's like 6'8", 330. Who actually looks really impressive. I'm surprised he fell at the sixth. I, I, his, his tape's pretty impressive. I feel like you could always, like, there's a few gems... Um, off- especially, I mean, especially O lineman, man. If you just get someone with the right size, yeah. and you say, "All right, like we think like, we, I mean, we, so we O line coach so too." Of it is you just to, trust they, they can yeah, exactly. coach them up. Like, yeah, then draft whoever the fuck you want. So much of it is coaching, like offensive lineman. I mean, it's. I feel like almost more than any other position, it's, it's coaching and technique. So, like, you can really like if you have a good coaching staff and you find the guy with the right tool set for your scheme, like. It's great the value you can get late rounds and for offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I, I, completely, I think it applies to O-linemen in general. 
Also, fuck everyone on Twitter saying the Hawks like failed by not going O line earlier. Like, I know the O line moves we made this this offseason were very like uh, under the radar, but like getting Gabe Jackson for our right guard, we already have Lewis left. I mean, Brandon Shell is an underrated right tackle who's actually surprisingly very very solid when he's healthy, and Posich is like okay. I mean, he's he's definitely a natural center who also deals with injuries a lot, but has the talent to be a starting center in this league. Should matter if he stays healthy. So I think we're honestly good on O line. I don't think there's any need to like address that a lot when they were when the corner was like the biggest hole, like by far. That's probably my only complaints. I would have probably liked to have a corner in the seconds, but I don't know. Pete's really good at finding defensive backs late in the draft that just and turns them into studs. So I'm willing to give it a chance and not think about it too much. It's kind of nice. I didn't really like our draft was like very low stress. I wasn't really that worried because I just already know what we're going to be like. <laughs> Come the, when season starts, we're just going to have a very shitty defense and uh, an OP offense. Basically the same as last year, but just like exacerbated on both fronts. And hopefully better. Yeah. You'd want to be better. I would like to just have a better offensive scheme, <laughs> better play calling. If we have that, then God help the NFC West. Uh, Sid, would you like to run through some team totals? Yeah, let's do it. Over-under total wins. Um, I kind of go by division real quick. We can start start with NFC North. All right, Bears are currently at seven and a half wins. Obviously, we just scaled this differently now that we're doing a 17-game season, which which will never make sense to me, not until we're in week 18. I'm like, holy shit. Then we get football. That's pretty cool. Yeah, more football is cool. Probably want an added buy or some shit, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, so Bears are seven yeah, and a half. Yeah, the Bears, I think... Packers are... Really, oh, I'm, I'm going to go through all four real quick, and then we can kind of talk it over. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so Bears seven and a half. Packers are N.A., <laughs> which I love. I'm taking, I'm taking, taking the over on yeah, N.A. Yeah. for sure. Over, over, yeah. over. Uh, Vikings are eight and a half, and the Lions are at five. So yeah, so this one reads pretty easily. Funny. Honestly, I think I think honestly this one's easy. I think you just go, I think you just go Bears Vikings over. Assuming the Packers are gonna be worse, take the unders on the on the, under the Lions because they're gonna be terrible, and uh, Packers just can't bet. So don't worry about it. Yeah, the thing with the Lions is how much do you like that coaching staff? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I mean, fire and brimstone is like fun for press conferences when you get introduced, but like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, I haven't. I mean, the roster is pretty thin. Yeah, five is a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He's not Matt I mean, Rule, where we're like, oh yeah, like we know this guy's like a really good coach. Like we, like he doesn't have Joe Brady as the OC. You know, like that's a really good coaching staff, and you you know that before they even like go up on the field. Like that was a given. Yeah. So we knew that much, but yeah, this is Lions thing, like. Hasn't been enough buzz about it. I'm really just not. I'd be willing to go under on five and just be that ridiculous about it. It seems to me be, be really bad. Top like I'm gonna go under players. on everyone but the Bears. What would you give as your prediction for the Bears? Depends who starts, but I, I can see. Let's say, I can start, see let's say Fields, Fields starts week four. I can see nine, 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 ten wins. Yeah, I can see the Bears being a good surprise team this year. I think they're definitely up there as far as. Uh, Seems like I make a leap. I think expecting your quarterback 
rookie quarterback to improve your team is tools gold though. Like I don't think you. Want yeah, to I mean even game. even Herbert didn't make the, the Chargers that much better because they're they're so handicapped yeah. by injuries and their yeah. terrible play calling. I mean he can you can be impressive and still not be a winning quarterback like as a rookie. Yeah, agreed. Well, we'll see. I mean, this is kind of like, it's weird because the Bears are kind of in that last like year or two of having a very solid defensive roster. I mean, losing Fuller obviously hurts a lot, but, you know, they're so strong in uh, among all their GBs, they can afford to do that. So, that doesn't concern me too much. I think, I, I think the Bears are a very good surprise team this year. Um, okay. All right, let's go through the... What's uh Wait, what's a fair trade for you to uh, Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson? Man, Ugh. I need to make sure my, my windows are closed so that no one on the outside can know I said this. Also, unless they're subscribers, uh, um, I would. How old is Aaron? Like 30, 37. Seven? Okay. Russ is like thirty-one, thirty-two. I would. Man, but Aaron's bitchy, condescending attitude is so annoying. God. All right. He fa- wins a lot. I know, but he's so annoying. All right. Anyway, he just causes so much drama. Like Russ, I mean, he's tried to he tried to start drama, but it was kind of like cute. It's like, all right, all right, Russ, that's that's adorable. You're trying to like stand up for yourself a little bit. That's so cute. You're not gonna do shit. Um. Yeah. Honestly, it had to be Rogers. Give me Rogers, Kenny Clark in a first. Oh my god. Oh my god! I don't want his antics, bro. I don't. I don't want his antics. I want. I want to say. I want to say Devon. I want to say Devonte, but that would have been too greedy. I'm just, I'm just saying yeah, it as a joke because I don't think it ever, it ever happened. I don't that's think a zero percent chance that happens. Well, I mean, it was your chance to do it in the first place. That's why it's like all right. Fuck yeah. Why not? But... Aaron's super annoying, though. I, I I get all the hate for Aaron, even though he's amazing. Like he definitely under underperforms and doesn't like. I don't know. There are times where there's a lot of games where Aaron's just like pedestrian and then like and like mopey. He's like a more like well liked Jay Cutler. You oh know? my god, that is a take. he's so bitchy, dude. Aaron like his his looks on the sideline. It's a whole different form of like I don't I don't give a fuck. It's like he's it's like I don't give a fuck. Cause I'm better than all of you and like you you need yeah, me. And so very, it's like all right, I'm I'm carrying I'm attitude. carrying I'm doing what I need to do. You know like. But Jay's like, I just legitimately don't give a single fuck about anything. Not what you guys think about me. Not about how I play. Like, I just don't care. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just don't want, I just don't want Aaron on my team. I think that would bring... I, just, I don't know. I don't, I don't want that in my locker room, personally. If, if we already have Russ, you know, that's just, that's, it's kind of just... You're messing with a lot of team chemistry. Especially when, like, the receivers that we do have are in love with Russ. So... All right, fair enough. All right, which what, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do NFC uh, South or East? Um, I feel like the East is probably more anticlimactic. Yeah, let's do East. All right, <clears throat> Cowboys at nine and a half, reasonable. Uh, then we got the football team at eight. We got the Eagles at six and a half, and the Giants at seven. And, and just quick notes: uh, the over on the Eagles and Giants are both being hammered right now. It's minus one one fifty five to bet the over on the Eagles' current six and a half total. 
which is which is nuts because I think I would probably go under on that one. Uh, this is tough. This is tough. This is also. Did you hear all this Devonte Smith talk about how the Giants fans are so pissed they got hopped for Devonte Smith? <laughs> that was like honestly a great like low key drama. Like the Cowboys trading back two spots to fuck over the Giants, but to help the Eagles. Very strange. Especially, I mean, especially when everyone knows Devonte's the pick there. I don't even know how to describe these. I care so little. About all of these franchises, I know. I agree. It's so lame. Like they all, like, there's the, it's like the, the smallest dogs in the dog park. They're just yapping yeah, so loud. Exactly. Like, I, I don't care. And it's the what worst do part of it is they think they're the big dogs. They think they exactly. matter so much, and no one cares. All right, can we, like, can we, can we, can we do dog off. comparisons for the NFC East teams real quick. <laughs> uh, the I, 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 you go I think, ahead. All right, we'll go like the Cowboys are like Chihuahuas. Uh, I think. The Giants are like a Dachshund. Uh, Eagles are like a Shih Tzu. The football team is more of a chill. They're actually no I'm on football though. Eagles are actually the Beagles, and then the uh, football team is the Shih Tzu. I feel like the Giants are almost like a crippled pug. Ooh yeah, like three three legs or two like, legs. They so can't they, breathe they, 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 on their they, own. Do they have the cart thing when they have two legs? Yeah, I oh, feel like you might that. as well put a cart on them. Damn. The Giants are in tough shape. I don't think we talk about it enough, but the Giants, the Giants, I I think the Giants should have considered taking a quarter. Their receiving core like, is low key stacked, and it's not going to matter they <laughs> because their whole line still isn't good. Yeah, and Daniel Jones still sucks ass. And, and Saquon's coming off of a tough injury. He's not going to come back and be Saquon. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, not not I've not protected him, man. He he literally like had uh, I think over his first two, like year and a half when he was healthy, uh, he had the most amounts of yards that were either for negative yardage or for no gain. Because that's how bad their O line was. Like even Saquon like leads the league in just like worthless rushes. You hate to see it. You really do. It's so sad. What a sad, what a pathetic organization. Um, but anyways, what are, your thoughts, what are your thoughts on those totals? <laughs> Is there any that you like out of that one? Just go under uh, on all of them? I close my temp. Um, yeah, the they're all going to lose a lot. Where is the fo- the football they're team's eights. at eight? I would say eight's almost perfect for the football team. No, I know. It's so tempting. I hate to say it, but... Um, don't say the Cowboys. Bro. The Cowboys could win a lot of games. I mean, I don't think they so will, bad, but they have man. potential ten, to... Ten wins when your defense is that bad, and you, like, you fucking Mike McCarthy being your head coach? Like, that's not selling me at all. I, th- I mean, I don't know if they're going to win ten games, but I would pick the Cowboys or... Um, Washington to win this division. Right. Yeah, I can do it. I, can put it I think the other, two, the other two have no shot. Who's the defensive coordinator for Mike McCarthy? Oh, um, Chris Richard, I'm pretty sure. I for, think for, they just former, hired former Dan Quinn. Oh, did they? Did Richard move on somewhere else? I think they fired yeah, Richard because so, their defense was so bad. <laughs> yeah, they're awful. So... Given, I mean, Dan Quinn uh, sucks as a head coach, coach, but he Saints. is a successful. He is a successful defensive coordinator. I mean, I don't hate the Cowboys winning ten games. Um, They're not a threat still, so but I would, it's possible. 
the Eagles suck, the Giants suck, Washington barely doesn't suck, but I mean, you're excited about Ryan Fitzpatrick, so you kind of suck. Yeah, so. agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I don't. I actually love to move on from this division. I, I don't like talking about them. Yeah, no one likes. No one's happy about it. All right, now we're on to the West, or West was the South first. All right, Falcons currently seven and a half, and that's getting bet very heavy for the over. Uh, what else we got here? We got the Saints at nine. Surprisingly high, but very good roster outside the QB, so it's kind of tough there. Uh, what else we got here? Da, 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 da. Panthers, seven and a half, and... Oh, yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I guess I've heard about them before. Uh, they're 11 and a half. Oof, 11 and a half is too much for the Bucks. I know, man. Um, but the thing is, but they have full roster. They have, they, not, they have all the chemistry that they can ride off from, from the playoff yeah, run. Yeah, I get it. So you expect any better than I last year it. during the season. It's all consistency. Um, consistency is huge. I feel like I'm being a negative Nancy and hating on all the – I'm going under on all of them. But, I mean, the Falcons, I understand betting people, betting the over. I, I think people just hated that coaching staff. Well, they, just, they just underperformed. Like, they're such a talented team. If you just look at the roster, like, oh, yeah, that, that's a good player. Like, that <laughs> – this guy could be a pro bowler. Like, it's all very, I think very as, as many seasons from the past, like, this is going to be a really competitive division. Like, I think this will be tight. Um – one through four, I think Tampa Bay is going to be closer to the other four teams than we potentially expect. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Darnold could have, like, I don't know if Sam Darnold, I don't think Sam Darnold's ever going to be a superstar, but I think he could no. be a serviceable starting quarterback in the NFL, potentially. I um, have a hot take. He might show that this year. Go ahead. I think that I would be willing to almost, actually, I, I would be willing to guarantee it. We're going to make a bet, a bet of some kind for this, because I'm very confident in this whole situation. Um, okay. I love the Panthers. Love them. Wow. You a healthy C-Mac. I think you get Darnold in a, in a great situation. I, I mean, I already, I already love how, how, how much I love their receiving core. Like, their receiving core is absolutely stacked. And then... I mean, you have already a super, super talented, probably arguably like top five uh, OC in the league in Joe Brady. And, I mean, that offense is just so much fun. It just felt like that team should have won more games last year. Just Teddy was just so bad in the fourth quarter. I think he was like, I'm just saying this off the top of my head. I have no stats back this up. I, I feel like he was like one in six when it came down to like him having to win the game in the fourth quarter. Like it, like it, was, yeah, it happened, all, happened so often, it was really bad. But I believe in Darnold, man. Like the talent is there. I, I understand the whole Jets thing. We're all and everyone's giving him a pass anyways because the Jets were so bad. But I think Darnold can do it. I think things are going to be a lot easier for him in Carolina. So I think seven and a half is like the most, the easiest over of all of these totals by far. Okay, so you're going to take that. And I'll be, and I'll be, I'm guaranteeing they make the playoffs next year. This wow, year. guaranteeing it. I mean, wild card spot, obviously, but guaranteed to make the playoffs. I just think it's a weak, relatively weak division. I think the Saints are going to fall off a little bit, even if Jameis is better than when he was in Tampa Bay. I don't know. Kamara can only get you so far. I don't know. It's a good all-around roster, and I'm not hating on the Saints too much. Jameis is not. But the Saints will beat the Seahawks. 
on in prime time though i will guarantee that because <laughs> they always seem to <laughs> is that a home game uh double check that i have the ross i have the screenshot schedule Da-da-da-da-da. yeah it's a home game it's a Monday, Monday night football game after my birthday so I'll probably have well, yeah, to go to that just to, just to, just to, just to, yeah, we we'll definitely lose that one. We always do. But yeah, so any other thoughts on the AFC, sorry, NFC South? Um, I think the Bucks could easily not make the playoffs. Wow. But uh, hold on. I also. D- I also didn't Explain like the yourself. Bucks on paper last year. Their defense is so good, though. Insane receiving core. Like, good old line. Like, on paper, they're a great team, man. They have a lot of talents. It was also just shocking yeah, they, that they, weren't, they weren't getting more wins last year. I, all, I, mean, I don't think – I still think they have to play a certain brand of football. That I, I don't know if they're a versatile enough football team um, with their ability to run and play from behind. That's a good Either point. of those things. That's so, I can agree. With. I mean, so. But Rojo is solid, man. We'll Rojo, see. Was, Rojo was pretty good last year. Yeah, I think the team around him is pretty good. I think if you have to run the football, um, or play from behind, if that defense is so, playing from behind, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see, man. I, I, I like that roster a lot. Um, all right. Now on to the best division in football by a wide margin. And the win totals will, will reflect that here. Cardinals at eight wins. Over being bet pretty heavy. Uh, Seahawks at nine. Sorry, ten and a half. And under being bet pretty heavily. Oh, sorry, my mistake. The Niners are ten and a half. Under being bet pretty heavily. Hawks are at nine and a half. Over being bet pretty heavily. And then we have the... I'm forgetting other Rams. Who cares? Uh, ten and a half. Wow, a lot Rams. of wins out of this division. I know. Really, I think basically what you have to do in this exercise, if you are betting totals for uh, this division, you should have picked two teams that are essentially just going to do better in playing the division than the others. Like, yeah, I see the. I see the Niners playing well against, in, against the division, and I, and I see the Hawks playing well against the division. I see the other two struggling a little bit more. This whole, like, Matt Stafford Rams, like, predestination towards, like, at least an exchange of game is, like, pretty crazy. Like, the way we're talking about I this Rams I'm, team is, like, ludicrous in my mind. I'm, I'm pretty in on this Rams team. The defense was so good last year. Mm-hmm. Um... You add Matt Stafford to a competent – Matt Stafford's never been a part of a competent I offense. I'm a Matt like Stafford, Jim I'm a Matt Caldwell, Stafford guy. I love – he's a great he – he slings it, man. But I just don't trust him at this age and after like being in a losing situation for so long. Like you lose that drive, man, to be a winner when you know you can never be above like seven or eight wins. I'm going with the Hawks. If we're picking two teams, I'm going with the Hawks and the Rams in this division. I think this defense is still tough. They can play well. You saw Sean McVay's 
like Sean McVay has already shown us that he can coach in most more ways than Pete Carroll. I, I think Pete Carroll's a better head coach. Like I'm not going to say Sean McVay's better, but right. Sean McVay's had different versions of his teams. X's nose, like, X's nose lead. gives the nod to McVay, leadership to Carroll. But yeah, I, I, totally, yeah. I, totally, so, I totally agree. He makes it work no matter what. So I'm I'm pretty in on this Rams defense with Matt Stafford. I want I, the other thing is like I, I obviously Matt Stafford was in the division, but it's also like you don't even feel a rivalry with the Lions because they're the Lions. Like I like Matt Stafford. <laughs> and I'm rooting for him. Right. Like I like the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean honestly, the reason I love Matt Stafford, I, I, the reason I've loved Matt Stafford so long, is only because of that. Um, I mean, he's playing the Browns like that. So when he hurt his shoulder and still threw that game winning touchdown, and they basically yeah, went like a, a full monster. a full drive a like what no huddle. Guy. This is a crazy fucking sequence. Justin Fields esque. You can only hope. You can only be so lucky. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now on to the uh, AFC. Uh, you choose. Where do we want to start? What's the least interesting? Uh, let's division? go AFC North. Oh, I, I'm interested in the AFC North. The yeah, let's we'll, we'll see if it lasts. That's, 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 that's best division the, by far. A, a, the AFC Amazing. South does not excite me. No, it does not. All right, fine. We'll, we'll start with that then. All right, so we got the Colts at 10 wins, the Jags at 6.5, the Titans at 9, and the, te- and the Texans at 4.5. And by the way, they're betting like it's like minus one forty three for the under on the Texans team total. <laughs> Jesus, I'll go over on the Texans. You have Deshaun Watson. I know the he's, rest of the team sucks, but I think they can scrape. He's not going to play this year, dude. I I I'm hearing that he's close to a settlement. No fucking way. With how many people? Yeah, like twenty two different. Twenty two, twenty two. Yeah. Oh my god. But if that's obviously like Deshaun's if, De- guy, if man, Deshaun Watson can up. play, even if Deshaun Watson can play, this is like a three or four win football team. Like this is bad. Yeah, it's so bad. I don't know, man. This could be. This, I could see this team having like the most blatant tank job of all time. Just absolutely suck. I mean, now that they actually have their first round pick, I didn't have it last year, which really, which really fucked them. But having it this year, like, with the draft picks are at a premium, like, I could really see, like, I'm saying of all the teams in the whole league, like, this would be the team. Like, no other team, no other team has as much incentive to tank as they do. Especially if, especially if they're going to move on from Deshaun. Whether it's from, you know, a uh, character thing or whether it's from because he wants out that badly. Like, I think you pencil in, like, three wins at most for the Texans. Damn, yeah, this I mean it's a bad team. It's it's really bad. <laughs> but the Colts at tense pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um the team yeah, is you're good on a paper. regression, especially with uh especially with Wentz. I think Carson Wentz could be basically just fit how Philip Rivers played last year. Right. I mean he's he's with Reich again, so you know like all right, success where he was with the guy before. Yeah. Weapons are better. Uh I mean their series could be a lot better, but I mean, they're still okay. I'm going to we'll go see. under on the Jacks six and a half. I don't think that team is good enough to win six and a half games. Yeah, I agree. It's fun. It's good to bet against Ricky QB. If I were to go over on any of these teams, oh, fuck, man. I think I would actually probably, oh, man. 
I think the I think Colts is gonna push a ten. So I'm not even gonna bet. I wouldn't even bet that if I were anybody. If I were bets, I would do. Yeah, I agree with you. I go under. I push Colts. So I wouldn't even bet it's under Texans, under Jags, and then over on Titans. Yeah, I would. I would go over on the Titans as well. Seventeen games this is a well coached team. They're competent. Um, Who's their second I receiver wish their now? Defense though? was better. Is the question. Oh man, because um, now they don't have Corey Davis anymore. Who do they have to? Is it Josh Reynolds? Oh God. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Jags players for a second there. Um, Jesus, Des Fitzpatrick, Josh Reynolds, Cameron Batson, bunch of other guys I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is gonna be a little tough, honestly. I mean, they have, but the whole um, line is good though. I mean, the right tackle, yeah, exactly. the right tackle, the right tackle Derek, is a little is very suspect. But other than that, it's a pretty good old line. Yeah, they have a solid line. And they do and a bug you pretty too. We have to think about that. And they drafted Farley right, in, the, fir- in the, the first or second rounds. Is Hooker new this year as well? Yeah, defense is looking pretty good. Which hooker? Amani. Ah. Uh, yeah, I don't think... I'm not going to say that it's going to be a good defense, but... I mean, it's pretty solid. I think probably better than years past. I think that's, I think that's where they're going to get the total from. If, if, you know, run the ball a little bit more. May change up the style of offense a little bit from as pass-heavy as, as they've been the last, like, two years. We'll see. Okay, it's, it's, it's interesting, but uh, I also don't really give a shit. Just give me more AFC South Thursday Night Football games, and then we'll talk. All right, let's go to the Ugh. AFC West, which should be a little intriguing this year. All right, we'll start with the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are at nine wins. Vegas is at seven. You know how much I like that. Ugh. Chiefs at 12 and a half. And uh, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Help me out here, Sid. I don't know why I'm blanking. These AFC Broncos. Broncos. Jack's not going to be pleased about that one. All right, Broncos eight and a half. All right. Broncos are not winning eight and a half games. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> I was about to say the same. That's just that's... not going to happen. <laughs> I see the, the Raiders um, and the Broncos both getting like exactly eight wins. Just eight and nine, you know? Yeah. So I'm going over, I'm going over Raiders for, for the sure. Broncos. The Raiders' defense sucks, dude. They're so bad. But they're always hurt, though, too. So like that, cause they, have, cause they have talent, but I feel like all their best players are like, hey, always hurt. Who's fa- did I hurt them? Whose fault is that? That's not my fucking problem. Yeah, that's, a good pro- that's a good point. They're bad. They're very bad. And uh, I don't know. I mean, they haven't done anything to inspire a ton of confidence. They are also on the – Mike Mayock's on one. Um, he drafts guys no one knows and no one's talking about, so good for him. Um, you can't do that if you haven't proven anything yet from a, from a talent evaluation yeah. perspective. Like Pete and John can do that. Yeah, you, you, so, you can't do that yet, Mike. You can't. I think the Chiefs are going to, like, beat up on this division. Like, I would bet. Like, I'm not going to, but the Chiefs are going to win 12, 13 games. Yeah. Um, I'd probably peg them. At, I'd probably have them at I'd have them at 13. I'd probably go with the over. Yeah. You're also getting plus um, odds. Everyone's, gonna, everyone's about the under on the Chiefs. 
Yeah, because they, they address their own, but they address their own line problems. I don't understand where this. And this uh, isn't a good. I mean, injuries can always happen, but this isn't a good division. Like no one's scary. Like I get the Chargers. I think the Chargers are right there a nine ten win team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Justin Herbert is a little overrated. Like I get that he can do everything, but he still has never played winning football. Yeah, he, I mean, and he, he, he makes great plays. To, like, try to win I, games. I yeah. How yeah, and also insane, this coach, but <laughs> this coaching staff is very unproven as well. So, yeah, Staley is the head coach, right? Yeah, he was the D coordinator for yeah. the Rams last year, and then mm-hmm. the, he was a linebackers yeah. coach in Chicago a couple yep, years. Ago. I remember that? Yep, that's what I'm gonna go there. Very so, young so, guy. Someone listened to the, their very recent PMT. Oh yeah, I have not listened to that actually. Yeah, she me either. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. What else we got here? Well, yeah, I agree. I'd probably go. Um. I think the Chargers are actually exactly at nine. I see this ninety-eight kind of team, like slight improvement over last year, but like not necessarily like a threat yet. Uh. So yeah, I'll have them there. Raiders slight over. Yeah. It's me. It's also gonna be a low-key, pretty boring division. But although it will be really fun to see just how insane the Broncos' defense is. Yeah, the Broncos' defense could be pretty good. I mean, I I love, I love um, Vic Fangio, and I see a lot of what this defense is made up of. But I mean, they were good without Von Miller almost, all last year. Like, I think Drew Locke is going to win this job, and he's going to regress. Yeah, I, I agree. Just, I think this he's just he doesn't play. I mean, we we can expect a better year from Judy though. I mean, with with Locke actually playing the like the full year and being healthy, and it was they definitely hurt a lot when he was out for like what was it like at least four weeks or something like that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I think we all want Locke to be better because he has all the tools, but he's just like mentally hasn't figured it out. So yeah, it's kind of a tough spot. All right, um, what do you want? AFC North? Yeah, we'll do North, and then we'll, then we'll do South. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry. Do east, sorry, I meant east, then north. Start off with the Pats. Nine wins for the Pats. I will take that under. Even, even with all their guys coming back from sitting out a year, I don't care. Uh, either Cam or Mac cannot get the team nine wins, no matter what. And what else we got here? All right. Got Jets are at... Six and a half, under being hammered a lot. We have the Bills at 11, with the third highest total of all teams. And we have the Dolphins at nine wins. Seems fair. Okay. Thoughts. This one is pretty perplexing. I am at a little yeah. bit of a loss for a lot of these ones. Hmm. I would... Uh, I'm not sure if the Bills did enough to supercharge their defense. But I like... But Durant's too much of a good coach for them to get less than 11. Like, 11 and 6 is, like, not that impressive. I will go over on that. They do have a lot of good players. Yeah, the Stefan I mean the Stefan thing just really blew me away. Like I just don't know if there's a guy in the league that can cover him one on one. 
Yeah, he's he's very good. Um. Yeah, the, I think the Bills are going to win like 11, 12 games. Yeah. The Pats, I mean, for sure under. The Jets, I would also go under. Yeah, I would go under the Jets as well. And honestly, I'm probably going over on the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are getting a little disrespect, getting a little disrespected. I think the whole Tua thing is kind of blown out of proportion a little bit. More than nine wins. More than nine wins. I think so. I just think the rest really? of the roster, they're so well coached. The rest of the roster is just so good that, like, even if Tua only has, is, like, 20% better this year, like, I still think he has, I mean, he actually has a weapon now with Waddle and Devontae Parker. I think they're pretty set at running back. I think their O-line's good. And their defense is insane. Uh, yeah, I just, I think, t- I, I think it's a little disrespectful to put them at nine. To be honest. I'm gonna go over on the Pats. I think with Mac Jones, Man. this is like a. Were you just talking I think about, Mac about, Jones about, about rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, but I think I, I think Mac Jones is gonna suck. But this coaching staff, I think Mac Jones is in the receivers. perfect situation. They have tight. They, they have two tight ends. Yes, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. And I, I don't. I really don't. I, I think this is just me. And also, their defense is built up. I mean, it, would, it, would, it would be think, I mean, having, uh, what is it, Hightower back? I mean, yeah, Gilmore. Hightower's back. Um, yeah, Stephon Gilmore's getting up there, but he's still going to be really good. I, I think, like, Probably them being able to – I don't. it's not even about Mac Jones. I think them just being able to play the style of offense they want to play is going to help the team overall. Greatly, um, right? I mean, this is, they're really bringing football back like 15 years. Like, <laughs> you're running out of, like the 12 personnel or like I formation like all the time, just pounding yeah, the rock so, and like, lots of play action to tight ends. Or yeah, I think I think this team has a lot of potential just because like Mac Jones' weaknesses can be hit by this coaching staff. I think they're, so. they're used to it, so I agree. <sighs> It's a weird one. Pats are probably going to surprise me and it'd be much better than I think, but the whole Cam thing last year put such a sour taste in my mouth that I can't believe in this team. I mean, even acknowledging all the holdouts, still, it's it's really hard to get to that point where you're like, oh yeah, like 10 wins. All right, and finally, we have what's interesting with Division Football uh, with really... The Bengals are kind of bad, but not. I mean, there's not really a, a not exciting team, at least. You know, whatever you think about the Bengals and their O line or overall decision making process. I mean, whatever. But they're gonna be a team, team to watch. All right, we got Bengals at six at six and a half wins. We got the Ravens at ten and a half. Steelers this will be very interesting at eight and a half. And the uh, Brownies. By the way, did you do you know that nickname before? I heard that all the time throughout the draft. Like, everyone calling them the, the Browns. Brownies? Yeah. I didn't realize there was this thing that, that like, Cleveland fans, like, called the Browns. And now it's like a thing. I did apparently. not know that was a thing. I neither. All right. And then the Browns are 10 and a half. So there's a lot of different ways you can analyze this one. The Browns do, on paper, probably have, like, the best roster in the NFL. Like, top to bottom. Tons of depth. Like, not a single weak spot. I mean, they could even they could afford like two or three like massive injuries, 
and it'd be, it'd be fine. And they're getting Odell back. While the Ravens are exactly who they were last year, pretty much. The Steelers, everyone's expecting a regression this year, but I feel like that happens every year. Where everyone's like, well, time to move in, it'll be done. Uh, but they still have no O-line, which is going to be tough. And I don't think Najee Harris was the right pick in that situation. He's going to be like aver- miserably averaging like three, three and a half yards carry. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe he'll help the passing game. It's still, they're still stacked to receiver. Defense is still solid. Uh, and the Bengals... By the way, I don't... One note on the, on the Bengals. I don't understand all the hate they got for drafting Chase. I mean, you'd have... Unless... I think unless it's a bad look because Burrow got hurt. Yeah, but the thing is, they already addressed the O-line very quietly through free agency and I think one other trade. Where they got like some like very like starter quality, maybe a little above average guys. Like I mean, obviously you know like Sewell and and uh, Slater are, high, are higher potential. A lot of people view them as like Hall of Fame kind of guys. Yeah, I'm not, Sewell. I'm not, is, I'm people not, are so sure on him. Yeah, I'm not super convinced. I think I like Slater a little bit more than Sewell, but I don't think either of them are like. I hate how everyone thinks like when you draft a tackle, everyone's like, oh yeah, like no matter what, plug and play, ten years, don't think about it. <laughs> like kind of how you were with, with Wilkins, but like. That's literally, yeah, every, that's yeah, literally yeah. what everyone says. And, I mean, and, and, and it's idea. literally the laziest evaluation of all time because no, it doesn't feel like anyone actually scouts these guys. So, I mean, I think Chase, <laughs> Chase is actually, well, Chase is actually I think... a, good, a good pickup. Just because he is like an otherworldly receiver talent. Like, probably the best receiver prospect. I don't know. I've seen it in minutes. Like, I think Chase is that good. You know, on a whole different level than all these other guys. Like he was significantly better than Jefferson at LSU, and he's tearing up the league right now. I wouldn't say significantly, but like you know, there's a, there's a, a clear pecking order. I can't wait for Jamar Chase to be out of the league and Panay Sewell to be in the Hall of Fame jacket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, give, they actually give him the Hall of Fame jacket for like six years, like just to validate yeah. some quarters. Like, hey, here you go, man. Yeah, you already got it. They were they were right. Chase was wrong. <laughs> what a short sided pick by Chase! Wow. Didn't evaluate his O-line prospects enough, huh? Um, I think people do say just put him in there because uh, they've scouted them enough. I mean, it's... it's but the thing it's is, very... the tackle, tackles miss so often. Like, we've talked about that enough, about how many, like, first-round yeah, tackles... Yeah, top ten like, tackles like, do Especially miss. top ten guys. They miss a lot. <laughs> we never talk about they that. Do, like, they everyone's do. like, oh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I know the last one sucked, but, like, trust me, this one, this guy just sucked. Yeah. Like, should we all just be going for like third, fourth rounders? I mean, in, interior line for sure. I mean, you can go like late first and get someone who's like definitely a stud. But I don't know. I feel like it's a lot harder with with tackles to scout and project next level. But yeah, anyways, I mean, you have to be very skilled to play tackled in the NFL. That's I'm like saying, any man, other position, it's so but... hard. There's so much nuance to it. I mean, I don't get fully get it, obviously. But all right. So how do you feel, how do you feel about the bungholes? Is this a six and a half win team? I don't like. I I really don't really believe in this coaching staff, but I think they have all the tools. The defense is still going to suck, but they have the tools if Joe Burrow's takes the next step to excited. win more than six and a half games. Yeah, like I'd watch Bengals games. Yeah, it's only like a five win uh, team. I think, but yeah, I agree. Being yeah, also rookie quarterback, you can't rely on a rookie court. I mean, not a rookie quarterback, a rookie receiver to be great. Justin Jefferson was like an anomaly. Um, right. 
So, yeah, I would say probably less than six wins. I never want to count out the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Big Ben is not good. No. Uh, I think part of that is just, like, him, like, being hurt. Like, mm-hmm. he just plays hurt all the time now. Um, which every player in the NFL is doing. But, I mean, as you get older, it's just harder and harder. And that's a big part of how why players regress. It's like you just get worse at playing hurt. Um, I think this, the Steelers are going to be worse. Um this year i i don't i actually don't think the steelers are deep in receiver i just think they're all not very good receivers so one can't take a step and be the clear-cut one mm-hmm. um i think the ravens to win this division and win 11 games is totally fair i think over on the ravens <clears throat> and who am i forgetting the browns man i don't know how i feel about the browns this year Ten and a half is a lot. But the I would roster take less is so than good, man. They are good, but like, is Baker gonna be? I mean, that's always a, a question. Mark. Consistent quarterback. Yeah, is the question mark? I'm just not sure. Nick but... Chubb is a monster. <sighs> I know. I know. I think this defense is gonna be really nice. Um... This is gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. I, I would probably go over on the Browns. I'm 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 buying I'm buying the uh I mean they won eleven games last year and they had one less game. So I think it's totally fair. Mm-hmm. I think they're a nine or ten win team, but it's very hard to predict this early. Right. I agree. I agree. Well Alright. So I think it's um, I think we're probably pretty good as far as I think we covered. Um, would you like to discuss the NBA at all? Because uh, my 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 opinion is that the, the uh, Lakers are probably gonna get bounced in like the, the this is gonna be the first year LeBron gets bounced from from, from before the finals. I think. Um, <clears throat> I don't have much to say about the NBA. The West- I, I thought you'd you'd make a quick quick statement on the conflict in Israel and Palestine. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were going to do that. No, I mean, I'm, I'm pro. I thought, I'm pro. I'm pro everyone getting along. How about that? Do you? Um... I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Do some illicit drugs while you ask me this question. So I. <laughs> so I lose that excuse for whatever I answer. Do you have any feelings about who deserves to be where? How borders should work? Maybe about <laughs> any possible civil, God, civil rights violations that are happening right now. Whose God was right about <laughs> whose land? Like, is it a should land be a first come first serve thing, or like mm. whose God made the stronger statement about? That land being theirs. Question. Did the... I'm also very not informed on this topic. Uh, so, question. Whoever was occupying <laughs> the land first, did they call fives? I, I really don't know. This is just... This is something... This is just more work for the research. That's what's the mic. That's fucked up. There's kids that listen to this... Mm-mm-mm. Love chasing that dragon. Um, 
My thoughts on the NBA, um, without getting too political about it. <laughs> well, it's, you've already become too political about it since you said that. The Nugs are impressive. I'm pissed that MPJ is like a max player too now. <coughs> um, Agreed. But yeah, easy bounce. I mean, Lakers could be an easy bounce. Um, I think it really. I mean, I don't know how good. How, how, it really depends on how well LeBron comes back. But I would put Nets in the finals in the East, and the Clips or Utah in the West. I have I do some thoughts on those teams. Uh, the Clips I actually do view as probably my personal favorite to win the West. If I had to do rankings, it'd probably be Clippers, Lakers, Suns, then Jazz. Are the Suns going to beat anyone? Are the Suns going to beat, I don't know, in a seven-game series? I like the Suns. Who they play? So, for example, uh, I think the Lakers will end up, just because this is going to be a fucking cardiac of a, a rest of a playoffs, for, for anyone rooting for the Lakers, it's going to be a shit show. Um, it's going to start off very slow. <laughs> I imagine they will lose their first game in, in the play-in tournament, win the second. So I'm saying they lose the 10 seed, just uncharacteristically, because someone else, someone else wants it more, and they have much more chemistry. And I'm not sure if Schroeder's even going to be playing by then because of this COVID situation. Like, fucking idiot for not getting vaccinated. Yeah, I'll say it. I'm getting political. Um, so I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to struggle for a lot. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I can't believe LeBron's taking this long to get back. It's, it's This is ridiculous. Especially knowing how much team chemistry matters going into the playoffs when they have a fairly new roster compared to last year. Like, even though like their top three guys are still the same between Kuz, AD, and LeBron. I mean, outside of that, there's a lot of change. And it really it actually just concerned me a lot. But I think there's a struggle early on. Probably their first. So they'll probably end up playing like the Suns. In the yeah, I probably end up playing the Suns in the first round. I think, take, I, think that, I think that series will go like six games in favor of the Lakers. But after that, I think it will progress from there. But I still very easily see the, the Clippers beating the Lakers to go to the finals. But on the Eastern side. I gotta give the Nets their respects, but they're in the same situation though, where it's like they played so well without having all three guys. But the fact that they've been able to do what they have with actually a relatively strong bench, all things considered, pretty well built team. Yeah, I'll probably take the Nets over the Bucks. Actually, I'm not sure that'll even happen. Uh, yeah, I guess I can't. Yeah, it'll probably be. You can't take the Nets over the Bucks. Well, yeah, because it's be two. It's a two-three seed thing, so it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be in the what the conference finals. Oh, I was afraid of the finals. Yeah, so I would probably end up taking the the Heat. I'd probably take the Nets over the Heat. Actually, I think, I think the Heat are hit, getting hot at the right time. Really, they're playing some really good basketball right now, and Jimmy is on is on absolute fire. I actually haven't watched a Heat game in a while. I mean, either, but statistically, like he's putting up like. I think over the last, like, since his return, he's basically averaging, like, 23, like, 7 and 7. He's, he's, he's just putting up ridiculous numbers. So, I give Heat respect they deserve. I look forward to the, the Heat, uh, sorry, the Knicks losing the first round. That'll be fun. 
And uh, hopefully the Hornets actually make it uh, into the playoffs. That'll be fun. My dream scenario would be like a Hornets Wizards as like a seven, as the seven eight after the playing tournament and everything. That'd be, that'd be, really... that'd be the most fun because the Celtics are gonna suck. Like without Brown, they have no chance. Pacers same. Like whatever, doesn't matter. About a tough month rooting for the Bulls. Yeah. Tough are you guys officially months. eliminated? By the way. <laughs> no. Uh, maybe tonight. Yeah. If you guys maybe don't win tonight, tonight, I think you're out because you're two and a half back right now. They won tonight. Okay. If you haven't seen Instagram posts saying they're officially eliminated, they're they're not. It's just happening. Yeah, yeah, just happening with NBA. Um, no, it, it's tough. This guy, this this guy suck. We'll see. Well, it, it's, a, it's a shame. How what, before we? Uh, this is pretty much the last thing. But uh, before before we log off, uh, what are your thoughts on the whole Vooch trade so far? How it's like affected the style of the offense? Because I really haven't watched a whole lot of the Bulls, frankly. Uh, I since think that trade. I'm. St- I'm still glad we did it um, because it adds a whole new element for a big man that can hit a jumper. I'm just, um, I'm, I'm still optimistic. I just think you need, it's really hard with the midseason trade. Like these aren't super, even if they, they were superstars, um, <coughs> I think it'd be difficult. I think it's really difficult for a team to come together in the middle of a season and drastically improve. Like, they weren't good before, and they weren't good after. Yeah. I think there's still too many young guys. Like, you're trying to make get, make Laurie happy. You're trying to get Kobe happy. Even though he's not, is he even, he's not even starting, right? Yeah. He, he earned his starting spot back. But almost, That's like, people, I don't even think they give a shit about Laurie and be making him happy at this point. Like, yeah. I'm, well, sure I'm still saying, I mean, you want to try to develop him a little bit. Like, all right, this, I mean, yeah. this is Laurie's last year, right? His rookie deal? Yeah, pretty 2017. Seems about right. Yeah, so he'll be a free agent this summer. Also, Laurie at the Pelicans. How about that? Hmm? It's exactly what they need. You should put, you put Laurie at the five so he doesn't have to be on the perimeter anymore, and he just shoots threes when he's on offense. I mean, he's, he's a rotational player. He'd be a starter on like a mediocre team. I don't know. Yeah, he, probably. He's terrible, but he, he, he put up numbers. He can, he's, I mean, I hate the European stereotype, but, like, I cannot, like, rebound or play tough. And I think without Billy, like, without Jim Boylan, like, this guy, I mean, I don't think he was going to be a star star because, like, he was, but I think he can still be good. And Jim Boylan, like, fucked him. Yeah. Definitely not the kind of coach he needed. <laughs> Like, if he plays in, like, yeah. a spread it out, seven seconds, or perimeter-centric offense, you know, while pick and roll, like, that, that he, yeah. he, he succeeds there. Like, he put Laura in the yeah. Warriors, I mean, who knows? He's also not a good fit next to Vooch, so it's tough. Yeah. Two slow-footed European guys. <laughs> yeah. Neither protect, protect the rim or can operate in Like, space. Thaddeus Young protects the rim better than these two clowns. Patrick Williams is probably your best shot blocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe Kobe. Sure. I'm not Our... sure anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's ugly out here, but so I'm so still what's, optimistic. What's the, what's the plan moving forward, then? Now that we're I basically you, assuming, the, assuming you're heading into the offseason again. The, o- the offense is so hard as to as watch. Well. The offense is so hard to watch. I want a point guard so bad. This is a very uh, heavy draft. I mean, if you guys are, you know, assuming you don't get super lucky in your uh, lottery pick, I mean, 
you can still get like an IO type. Uh, we can't. We don't have our first round pick if it's not a top four pick. Uh, I mean, it's so sad to hear. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's know. not. I don't know what you do from here, man. I don't know. You just keep the whole game together, let Lori leave, and you're just like, all right, well, let's just see if this works better next year. <laughs> Hopefully sign some like, think, decent role think, players. Yeah, I think if you do get some decent role players, I mean, you I don't know how for a far star. Fed- there is cap space. There is okay, cap yeah, space. Yeah, you're only paying two guys right now. So you definitely have room for but, a third. Um, I don't know if the Lonzo thing is, like, overblown, but I honestly would like to have Lonzo. I mean, how much... The question, it's not a question if you like that Lonzo. I think everyone wants him, but how much would you pay him? He's a great team player. I mean, good leader. Makes everyone around him better, but, like... He's a, he has a very weird asking price for someone who's a very spotty offensive player. I think I'll... I think a lot of people are out on Lonzo, but I mean, his—he actually shoots mid-range shots now. Like that's how you know he's actually grown, because <laughs> he literally has the most two-sided <laughs> shot chart of all time. Shoots like half from the, from literally like a floater or uh, a layup, or in half from three. Never used to shoot mid-range shots at all. Like now he's actually shooting off the dribble, so he actually has like some offensive value, as opposed to before. Where it's like all right, he basically is just a, a like. Kind of like Rondo, but we'll shoot more threes and be worse at them. And be worse at the Rondo part. Can we get Rondo back? I'd be hyped, but I'd be <laughs> Bro, are you sure you have enough room for that many alphas? I mean, I don't know. It seems a little crowded <laughs> in that locker room. I, I'm down for Rondo to come and be the one. <laughs> Figure this out. Be the coach on the court and just make this work, like please. Please. We'll pay you like we'll play you like thirty minutes. You make two year two year twenty million dollar deal. Retireable. Yeah. I'm down. I'll retire. Make, make, make him the next jersey. head coach. <laughs> like once he retires. Uh, just... But yeah, it's 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 a shitty time to be Bulls fan. It's disappointing. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, at least next year, hope for some some consistency uh, between Vooch and Levine. Hopefully, you figure out some better fits around them. Like you don't even need like another stud player. Like. We're gonna mid-level player. You just add some good, good role players. I think those guys actually can work together. You just need like a really good rim protector. Like just, over, just overpay Clint Capella. Oh my god! the four. That sounds awful. I would hate that. Lot of just I can watch just Clint just Capella on a nightly basis. <laughs> Sitting a lot oh. of the, top of the key screens. Yeah, I would really not enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear it, man. That's uh, that's gonna be a very tough year next year. I'm not sure where, where you go from here. Who knows? Maybe, just, maybe, maybe overpay like a mid-level free agents, and then you get yeah, you know, pretty much a couple overpays here, and then figure it out. I think you, you probably have enough cap for like two bad contracts. That'd be fun. Yeah, exactly. Like a I'm Miles Turner. <laughs> Actually, no, that'd, that'd, be, that'd be too sweet. That might be. A little too rich for your standards. <laughs> yeah. Miles Turner, pulling Miles Turner away from the great town of wherever the fuck think, the town. Oh, it's you to trade for. I forgot he gave him an extension, which is weird because I thought I didn't like him. Oh, I yeah, know, Miles Turner got people, paid, didn't he? Yeah, that was a very weird thing because they were like very much like, like, all right, just keep the asset. <laughs> like, I know we know we, we're not sure what we're doing in the long term or if we even like, like him, but it's kind of good. <laughs> He was a first rounder. Miles Turner is twenty five already. Wow. Yeah. 
I remember he's coming out. I remember thinking in his draft. Hold on. I look this up real quick. This is completely off topic, but I don't care. 2015. All right, 2015 draft class. I remember thinking that this was like a stud draft, like <laughs> midway through their for everyone's first year. I was like, wow, like absolute stud. I book. All right, so, so in, in hindsight, let's see how close we are. All right. Towns, Russell, Okafor. Obviously, this is when Philly was stacking up on centers, and they had already oh yeah, had like two at that point. This is Embiid was the year before. You get the the first booing of Kristaps in New York. The swaggiest guy who's never good, Mario Hazonia, who who once like stepped over Giannis. That was really fun. Remember that? Like his yeah. last year on the Knicks, he just dunks on him because he didn't dunk on him. Like Giannis was coming from behind him. <laughs> And just doesn't block him in time. Just a little late. And like, he's like, oh, he dunked on Giannis. And then he steps over him, which is fun. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein. The great mm. Willie Cauley-Stein. Mm. The original rim runner. Could be fun. I think the team was stacked. So I mean, it kind of helped him go a little higher, I think. Uh, yeah, that team Moutier to the Nuggets. That one's for you, Jack. Just sit on that one for a little bit. I'm not going to say anything. That's just, that's just all <laughs> you. Uh, Stanley Johnson. I went to top 10. I forgot about that. Remember who you went to? Detroit? Yes. Wow. That's yeah. that's, a, that's a sad top 10 pick. I mean, once you're at the top 5, though, like I don't, I don't blame any of these guys. I feel like this, yeah. people usually from 6 to 10 usually aren't that good. And once you get the teens, you get some good studs. All right, yeah, Justice Winslow to Miami. Mixed bag. Mixed reviews, I guess. Miles Turner went 11th. Before D book, yep, one pick before, and then the the second best player out of this draft class campaign. Damn near the best. Mm. Everyone he was like the worst player in the league for like a year. Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> he's well, only on the I Bulls think. though. He's been he's been playing well in Phoenix. It's been the yeah. weirdest transformation. Uh, Scary Terry at sixteen, and now we're starting to get, now we're starting to get to players that are out of the league. Pretty soon here. Uh, Rashad Vaughn, he's out of the league. Sam Decker, also out of the league. We can stop doing this exercise. It's not fun for anyone. This is Teddy, though. Man. The Sam Decker. Bobby Portis is at 22, though. That's, like, actually not bad. Value, value. Montrez, second rounds. Yeah. Besides that, uh, literally no one else. And Norm Powell. Hey, that's that's value, too. 46. Yeah, that's that's great value. Mm. Yeah, I love how wrong I was about that. It's like, man, these guys are all so good. Like, we're never going to get to this. Actually, we got a couple, like, three, four All-Stars out of it. Oh, well. <laughs> and that concludes... Uh, <laughs> Alright. Alright. I think we'll do it, though. I think we've definitely covered everything. Now, now that we've gotten down that rabbit hole, I think there's nothing more to talk about. The 2015 NBA draft has gotten the recap it deserves. Um, great episode. Well done. Put in the books. Alright. We'll be uh, back shortly, I'm sure. Yes. I think, actually, we're trying to get back on the weekly schedule. Trying to hold ourselves to that. It's probably our longest hiatus yet, but uh, stay tuned. Who knows? Maybe we won't release one for like two years. Just keep them waiting. 
I'm down. That should be an epic like, four-hour episode. I'm talking just <laughs> slightly less. Just next time we uh, talk, we'll be Justin Fields MVP award MVP ser- speech. Award, yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll we'll talk exactly. over that the whole time. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm very in. All right, sounds good, man. <laughs> talk to you guys later. Panthers are making the playoffs, guaranteed. Book it.